Let's stop the stress eating right in its tracks. Today. This is the game of food. This is the game of food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real, real food. Life. Live from Spencer's home studio, podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. Do you eat when you're tired? Do you eat when you're overwhelmed? Do you eat when you're stressed out? Angry? Sad? That's stressed eating, but I'm actually going to convert that into emotional eating because you can eat when you're celebrating something exciting, when you feel excited, when you're happy. So this is called emotional eating, and I, and I think sometimes when people think of emotional eating, they're like, yeah, when I'm sad or angry or stressed out, when really it can be happy emotions too. You know, a lot of people like Christmas or certain holidays too, and and they start to overindulge on the goodies even before some of their holiday events. It's just a random Tuesday and they're eating goodies. I call that pre-gaming and I call that emotional eating. There's an exciting event coming up and, and you're eating because of it. So it can be sad, it can be happy. And it's pretty common. And I want to go over the best ways to overcome emotional eating because this is such a big one. But first, I want to talk about emotional eating especially like when you're stressed out. Why do we do it? So if, picture, picture a day that is stressful for you. Terrible day at work or your spouse is mad or your kids are naughty. I don't know, whatever, whatever a bad day for you is. When we have a bad day, what do we crave? We crave comfort. We don't want to be stressed. No one wants to be in a bad mood or depressed or whatever. Nobody wants that. So we want to get out of it. And so we get out of it, a lot of times we get out of that by eating. That's why they call it comfort foods, because we're seeking comfort and we use food and it's sometimes some of the same foods that we rely on to, to feel comfortable, to feel better. And also alcohol, that's pretty obvious. People rely on that one when they're stressed and stuff too. Now, why do we do that? It's, a, it's an instant gratification, and it's a, a temporary escape from whatever is going on. It makes us feel good in the moment. Does it work? Yes, in the short term, it does. You do feel good while the food is in your mouth. Here's the problem, is it's very short. It's very short. You put the donut in your mouth, and once you swallow it, the happiness is gone. And so what happens longer term is it actually makes things worse. So we eat the donut, we feel good for 14 seconds while we're eating it, and then we feel worse. Why do we feel worse? Well, it adds a layer of guilt. You weren't supposed to eat that. It doesn't resolve the root cause of the stress. So you had a bad day at work, you ate the donut to feel good for 14 seconds. Well, you still had a bad day at work after the donut's gone. You're still in that reality, and you just made it a little worse because... Now, now you're, you're technically hurting your health, or if, if you are somebody that struggles with your weight, you, you didn't make it any better by doing that. And sometimes some of those foods just make us feel crappy. So think about like gut health. Think about, you know, food does affect your mind, your hormones, all these things. So you ate food that makes you feel crappy, physically feel crappy. So on top of your stress day, now you're bloated. <laughs> on top of your stress day, you ate some food that, you know, gives you headaches or or constipation, or whatever it might be. 
And you can do this so much that it ends up hurting your health. You end up gaining a lot of weight because of this. And, and you get that sense of like you're not in control of your life because you're, you're kind of just responding. You're just reacting to what's going on. You're stressed, terrible day at work. I ate, I, I hurt my health. And then a lot of people get stuck in that cycle and they act like they don't have control, which I know it can be hard. I, I'm here to help you like gain some control, but I get it. It can be hard. Um, people, people don't realize they're in the driver's seat sometimes though, you know, something bad happens and they respond with food. Well, you can break that cycle, but I think sometimes people get stuck like, well, I had a bad day at work. Where's the ice cream? Like, I don't have control. What do you want me to do when I have a bad day and want ice cream? That's how I, that's how I relax. That's how I cope. Well, just let me tell you, you're in the driver's seat and you do have, you do have the control at the end of the day. I think stress eating Emotional eating is only up to you because, you know, your workouts, your nutrition plan, your coach, any type of accountability isn't going to be able to help you overcome this one. We're, we are going to have those bad days at work. Uh, we are, our kids are going to be stressful and naughty. These things are just guaranteed in life. That's just a long way of saying we've all been there. We feel like we're not in control anymore. So what's the answer? How do we overcome this? Well, the first step is, is to be mindful of your emotions. I think with some of the strongest emotional eaters I've ever worked with, it was like they weren't mindful. They weren't aware of what is going on. And what is going on is you have taught yourself that when you're going through hard times, you rely on food. And maybe some of you have been doing that for decades. And so that's why it's hard to overcome is like you've taught yourself something for the last 10 years, 20 years, maybe some of you longer. And so, and so since you've been teaching this lesson to yourself for so long, you're not going to snap, sign up for a coaching program or get some uh, meal plan and, and be fixed. It is, it, it's a habit. It is a lifestyle thing. It is, it is a new lesson you need to teach yourself. And if you've been teaching yourself this lesson for this bad lesson for 10 years that food makes you feel good, then it's not you're not going to overcome it overnight. But the first step is that awareness, like, you know, what is going on? Why do I feel this way? Taking a deep breath, ask yourself, am I truly hungry or is this a reaction to stress? So these are just some tips I have for you guys. You know, consider a, consider a healthy, healthier way to cope with stress. So I like to see people go for a walk. That's, that's a great way to de-stress. It's a great way to de-stress. If you're not doing that, I recommend giving it a try for a couple of weeks. You might not notice anything doing it one day. Try it for a couple of weeks. You're stressed, go outside and, and go for a walk. A few minutes of meditation. I'm not a big meditation guy, but we do have some people that like to do that. You know, calling a friend, writing it down. Just, just whatever, just a scratch piece of paper. You put some awareness around how you're feeling. Some awareness. Don't just respond. Be aware of what's going on. Now, I know that probably sounds too good to be true, but it works. Uh, it works because you're teaching yourself to respond to stress in, in other ways besides food. And I think that's just a, a longer journey than people think. It's not overnight. Like I, uh, yesterday, I was a stress eater and today I'm fixed. I, I don't think it happens like that. I think it's a lot like learning a new skill. I think it's a lot like building like a muscle. Like that's going to take work and dedication and most importantly, time. 
Now, before I, I want to talk about a, a story about a client I worked with. Her, her name was Stacy. Actually, by the way, did you know I never use real names? <laughs> I never use real names. Uh, her name wasn't Stacy, but anytime you hear me say it was about Bob or Kevin or something like that, um, I don't use real names, but they are real people. I just changed their names. But before I talk about Stacy, because she was one of the worst ones I've ever worked with as far as emotional eating goes, I want. I want to give you a little sense of control because that's what I don't like to hear is when people have stress or emotions going on is like, there's no controllables. I I am only a human that responds to whatever's going on right now. But there are things you can do. There are some controllables always. There are always, always controllables. And I think some of you, number one would be, I think you need to set boundaries. Don't let other people control your mood. You might have to cut off communication or limit communication or find some time to get away from these people, limit contact with certain people, set boundaries, prioritizing self-care. I'm looking at my notes here. I said, take some time for yourself once in a while. Don't be everyone's servant. Another one here, your environment. You do have control over your environment. You know, it could be where you live. Like if you were really bad hurting your health and you live next to your favorite restaurants, like they're walking distance away, I think that's a good reason to move. I really do. Why wouldn't you? You're hurting your health. Super important thing is your health. Move away. You do control your environment. Or think smaller. I know that's huge. But think smaller. Think like food in your pantry. Likely you or your spouse, or somebody you live with, put those foods in your pantry. Get them out. Get them out of your pantry. And then seeking uh, professional coaching, seeking counseling. These these are controllable things that I want to leave you with. Now let's help land the point with a a story about Stacy. Stacy was gaining some weight and worked with me to lose weight and tone up. She was actually pretty good, started off great, Uh, we had a great connection, and have you ever met the type of person you just feel like you can be real to, like they're not sensitive, they're kind of fun, they're kind of funny, you can kind of tell them the real stuff, and and they, you know, they take it with a grain of salt, or they're like, you know what, you're right, and you know, that's the kind of relationship I had with so-called Stacy. But after some time, she did get some initial results, but after some time, it was pretty obvious that she was an emotional eater. Uh, Maybe one of the worst ones I've ever met. And I think I kind of noticed some of these signs when I would talk to her that she talked a lot about emotions, like how did this make me feel? Or I responded this way to this person. And like, she was was just an emotional person, which is fine. It, It was just good for me to have that awareness. Uh, so after some time, uh, she hit a pretty big uh, plateau. She even um, she plateaued for six weeks, but towards the end of the six weeks that she was plateauing, she was actually starting to gain some of the weight back that she had been losing. And, and keep in mind, she's supposed to be following my nutrition plan and my workouts, and she was doing some of those. So I knew something was up. And after I let it go for a good six weeks, because after it goes for a couple of weeks, you're like, oh, maybe they'll get back on track. It'll be fine, you know. But after a good six weeks, I decided it was a, a time for a, a little talk. And I said, Stacy, Stacy, Stacy. And she was like, what? I was like, we're not moving towards our goals anymore. It's actually been six weeks since your body measurements improved, weigh-ins improved. 
I just, I just wanted to know if you were also aware of that as well. And I had like that tone. I had that serious tone. And she quickly was like, she, she quickly like jumped on it. Like, yep, I know it's me. I'm a big stress eater. And that's what she called it. I kind of acted like, like I didn't have any idea. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? I was kind of like, tell, tell me more. Um, and she said things like, well, whenever I'm stressed or I'm moody, um, you know, I notice I start grabbing food or I want to go to a restaurant. Like if I'm stressed out, I had a, I had a rough day, you know, I, I don't want to go use more energy to go cook my food. And she's like, you know what, even when I'm excited, uh, I go, I celebrate with food. If we have something cool going on on the weekend, I, I notice that I eat more too. And I was like, okay, so you, you f- try to feel better in the moment. When, when you're stressed out, you try to feel better with food. Even when there's something cool going on, you try to make it even better with food. It's always about helping you feel better. And she's like, yeah, I think I would kind of describe it like that. And I kind of took a deep breath and I, and I knew that I was going to have to say something tough here. And, I, and I'm reading my notes here because I wanted to remember what I said. I said, well, if I can be tough here, Stacy." You told me your goal was to be a good example to your kids. But it sounds like you're more worried about how you feel in the moment versus being a good example to your kids. And she actually responded like, no, I still care. Believe me, I, I, I think about it all the time. It's, it's just always on my mind. And I was like, I get it. I, I believe you when you say that, but you're just saying it. You say you care with your words. I want you to care with your actions. Your actions are telling me a different story right now. Show me. Don't tell me. Now, that sounds like a pretty tough conversation. By the way, I had a good relationship with this person, so we could talk like that. You know, if she thought I was making some mistakes, she would she would tell me, you know, in the workouts or whatever. We had we had a good good communication. But what was I doing there? Why was I, why did I go straight for the jugular? <laughs> it's because sometimes you have to fight fire with fire. Sometimes you have to fight emotions with emotions. There are good emotions. There are ones that are bad. They hold us back from our goals. But there are good emotions. Good emotions for Stacy were when she signed up with me and worked with me, she said one of her big goals was to be a good example to her kids. Not only like with health and body and what she ate, you know, like the habits and stuff, but also she wanted to be a good example by, you know, being able to chase her kids and play with them and not running out of energy. And that was, that was a good emotion for her. That, that, that pushed her to, to do a program and to pay money for coaching. That was a good thing. And then because she is emotional, though, you know, the other side of the coin showed up and she was now, you know, stressed at work with that emotion. And she had weekend trips, which created excitement. All this created eating, eating. And those emotions drowned out her initial emotion. The reason she even started. And so I think if you are an emotional eater, you can relate to Stacy. It's it's guys too. Believe me, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, guys are just as bad. I just didn't want to think that just because I'm using a female example that it's only females. It's male. It's men too. But remembering the emotions of why you started. Battle your emotions with some of those emotions. 
and then you can kind of drown out some of that, some of that noise, some of those bad habits that you're kind of fading back into. And that helped Stacy. And that, and I've used, you know, similar conversations like that with other clients. I have to be careful. <laughs> Sometimes I didn't have as good of a relationship as I did with Stacy, or someone's more sensitive. Uh, so I have to be careful with my words. But to me, it's obvious, right? Like somebody like, they go to change their life. They go to change their habits and what they do in their life to get healthier. And they pay money. And they do awkward things like join a gym. That's awkward for some people. A certain percentage of people, that's really scary and awkward. Uh, they hire a guy or a gal they don't know to help them with their health. And it's it's awkward to tell that person, hey, I'm 50 pounds overweight. It's it's hard to, you know, send your before pictures, your after pictures and stuff to your coach. It's it's important to, to send those to your coach, by the way. But I know it can be it can be hard to do. And so somebody goes through all that hard I know that their intentions are good. They just get lost along the way. They let the emotions of regular life kind of take over and they need that reminder. So maybe you need that reminder. Use the tactics as well. I have some tactics earlier in the episode and then use this Stacy story as well. Fight fire with fire sometimes. I hope this helps. Spencer, signing off.